radio. When I was in the seminary studying for the priesthood, I prayed to God that He may ordain me as a priest because I fell in love with Jesus in the Eucharist and I wanted to be a priest in order to say just one Mass and the Lord can take me. Twenty years after, I don't even know how many Masses I have celebrated. But there was a very special Mass, and that was my Thanksgiving Mass, that uh, I felt God was on my side, and I felt like it was like heaven. When I raised the host and the chalice during the consecration in my Thanksgiving Mass, it felt like heaven. And I said that I will be celebrating the Mass for the rest of my life and even in eternity. I will ask you that in our next meal, before we eat, let's take a look at the food on our plates. Maybe we will see the meat, fish, rice, breads, veggies, and other stuff. But most of them were once living creatures who sacrificed themselves to become food for our nourishment. And when we eat them, they become part of the fiber of our bodies. And we can even say they become part of us. On the night before Jesus died, he gave us a legacy of his undying love in the form of bread and wine, which is the Eucharist. Jesus understood, being the creator, that the most fundamental and most important and essential needs of man is food, and so he left himself as a gift in the form of food for humanity. Now let's take a look at the two most powerful symbols used in the Eucharist. The bread and the wine. The bread comes from hundreds and thousands of grain of wheat which were ground into flour. In the same manner, the wine comes from many grapes crushed into wine. In a symbolic sense, the grains and the grapes have to give up their individual lives to become part of the transformation that requires death and sacrifice. Not only that, the wheat has to pass through the fire and the grapes had to pass through fermentation. Again, 
symbolic of another stage of death and sacrifice. Once they become bread and wine, their highest level of sacrifice happens when they have to give up their being bread and wine to become the flesh and the blood of Christ. In a sense, their sacrificial act of dying to themselves is given the ultimate reward ever given to any created being. Jesus' flesh was ground like the grains and his blood was crushed like the grapes and passed through the highest form of sacrifice on the cross in order to become our spiritual food. The word sacrifice comes from two Latin words, sacra, which means sacred, and facere, which means to make. Hence, sacrifice is something that we offer to make it sacred. Literally, it is an act of offering to a deity or to God who transforms the offering being offered and becomes sacred. In the light of the sacrifice of Jesus, as our high priest, he did not offer anything other than his whole body. The Father accepted his offering and sanctified it and gave it back to us, transformed, transcended, and transfigured in a form of the host and the wine that becomes the body and blood of Jesus in the Eucharist. Whenever we gather as God's people in the Eucharistic table like this, we partake in the fellowship which, foretaste, which is the foretaste of the heavenly banquet. And in a bloodless manner, we commemorate and make present the one sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. And here, as we break the bread together and share the one cup, just like the many grains and the grapes, we are also invited to be crushed and die to ourselves, just like the, celebrate, just like the sacrifice we celebrate. And the Eucharist is not just a celebration where we feed our hungry souls with the bread from heaven, but we also celebrate our own death and resurrection with Jesus. In the Eucharist, we offer the sacrifice of Jesus again to the Father, and the Father accepts it and gives it back to us in the Holy Communion. In the Eucharist, we have the foretaste of eternal life. And that eternal life is here and now. Radio.org.au